You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the September 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month, we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in our virtual Course Report office, and we share it with you. So Jess, what are we going to cover in September's episode? So it's a new school year. So of course, we caught a few interesting articles about students who are choosing to take a gap year. And this month, we saw some regulatory news from California about ISAs. Plus, we saw a lot of buzz this month about workforce development from who's leading the charge with new initiatives to how best to support the nearly 20 million unemployed workers in the U.S. right now who are facing the loss of their unemployment benefits. And of course, we'll tell you about the 14 new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory this September, plus all of the new campuses and even universities that launched boot camps this month. In last month's podcast, the big news was that Lambda School had announced a $74 million fundraise and got approved by California's Bureau for Private Post-Secondary Education. But part of the deal for approval involved Lambda no longer offering their income share agreements to students for the moment. We've got a bit more news here. The BPPE, the California Bureau for Private Post-Secondary Education, also finally ruled on income share agreements. As Preston Cooper wrote about in Forbes this September, California greenlit ISAs, but with a caveat. Right. So Lambda School is now able to operate in California, and they're able to offer a version of ISAs, which they now call retail installment contracts, uh, RICs, I guess. The main difference is that California students' obligation to pay their ISAs will no longer automatically terminate after two years of payments. So there's this total gray area around ISAs and regulation around them. But I have to admit, this ruling is a bit surprising coming from a consumer, you know, kind of regulatory agency agency, because by lifting that cap on the total time that a student makes payments, that's not going to make a difference to, you know, a high income student who reaches their $30,000 cap within two years. But for lower income students, they could be making payments for much, much longer, like 10, 20 years into the future to hit that $30,000 cap. So we want to see more protections for students that are going to use an ISA. But honestly, this just doesn't seem to be that. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and let you know how it, how it kind of unfolds. Also in California regulatory news, California lawmakers recently passed a bill that could make it easier for the state to oversee nonprofit colleges that previously operated as for-profits. Education Dive covered this new bill, and it doesn't directly apply to coding boot camps right now, but it could have some tangential implications in the future. Absolutely. So Lambda School raised $75 million during COVID-19. And another online boot camp that's doing well during the pandemic is Thinkful. So in fact, Seeking Alpha named Chegg, which owns Thinkful, um, an underappreciated COVID-19 winner, 
citing their purchase of Thinkful as one of the reasons for growth and profitability. Last month, we talked about the potential rise of gap years for U.S. students, and we saw new news articles published in September about this trend. First, the New York Times cited the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center's report that says undergraduate enrollment in the U.S. is down 2.5% from last fall. Community colleges have seen an even sharper decline of 7.5% from last September. This is really bucking the trend of past economic downturns where people normally flock to educational institutions. And even though we're seeing some college-age students opt for a gap year and maybe choosing to learn programming during that time, Melanie Ho from Inside Higher Ed cautions against over-focusing on technical skills in college. So Melanie recognizes that programs like coding boot camps are great for meeting workforce shortages and expanding educational access, especially in a recession. But she says that over-focusing on skills might solve short-term problems, but it will widen the longer term equity gaps by creating this kind of two-tiered society where a small sliver of the population is equipped for a lasting career and the rest are trained for a specific job. So I suppose that the advice to students who are, you know, as we know, increasingly concerned with the value of their higher education and the return on their investment, I guess the advice there is not to abandon a liberal arts education, but rather to combine that with a more practical, technical program like a boot camp, which kind of aligns with what's happening right now with these gap years. And amid college closure uncertainty, current and former Google employees have stepped up to create a virtual tech school for gap year students. CNBC reports that the ex-Googler or ex-Oogler school, it's, <laughs> it's spelled X-O-O-G-L-E-R, which apparently Google uses it to describe former Google employees. So ex-Oogler school is open to college juniors and seniors who will receive training in everything from engineering to sales and also receiving career services. And essentially it's preparing them for entry-level Google jobs. What's also really cool about this program is that students will actually learn from high-level Google employees. Very cool. And Code Academy is getting on the gap year bandwagon. They just launched a new pro student membership for college students, which includes complete access to Code Academy's Mm -hmm. catalog, but I think just at a slight discount for students. And of course, if you're going to do an online boot camp, Lifehacker posted an article in September about how to pay for it. Their advice is to start with your employer who can offer up to $5,250 of tax-free education assistance. And then it's, you know, applying for scholarships, asking about payment plans at boot camps like Springboard and Flatiron School, and finally exploring private student loans. Well, we'll keep you updated on how college students are reacting to COVID-19 and the role boot camps play as that develops. But for now, let's move on to the news about the adult workforce, where unemployment is pushing adults to return to education. This month, Reuters cited a recent Labor Department's Bureau of Labor Statistics report that is looking a bit grim. The report says U.S. employment is projected to increase to 6 million this decade, and that growth is sharply slower than during the economy's recovery from the Great Recession. 22 million jobs were lost this year due to the coronavirus crisis, and as of July, only 9.3 million jobs had been recovered. 
In the U.S., millions of Americans are now experiencing what's called long-term unemployment, which is more than 26 weeks without a job. Plus, they're losing unemployment benefits, and the Senate right now can't agree on a second relief package. Right, which makes workforce development programs all the more important. And Richard Wang, the CEO of Coding Dojo, wrote in Forbes this month that the solution for post-pandemic employment is deepening investment in the existing tech workforce and ramping up tech literacy for all. He sees three avenues to this. One is reworking federal incentives like Pell Grants and the American Opportunity Tax Credit and repurposing them for vocational training. Second is apprenticeships as an alternative to student loan laden university programs. And finally, expanding sabbatical retraining to all levels of the workforce. I also read a piece in Business Journal this September about Coding Dojo's refugee retraining program. Yeah, that's another really good example. They partnered with Jewish Family Services to identify refugees in need of help. And then those students went through Coding Dojo's web development training. New America and Graduate Network released a joint report that researches how adult learners return to school to complete a degree. There's a lot of fascinating information about the pain points of adult learners and how higher ed has ignored adult learners. But we were really interested in the section of the report about non-degree credentials like boot camps. So 30% of adult learners, or comebackers as they are called in this report, had earned non-degree credentials. And another 11% were considering already working on a non degree credential. Adult learners view non-degree credentials as a more cost-effective and accessible way to boost their career without wrecking their budget. We'll link to this report so you can take a closer look. So adult retraining and these workforce development paths are clearly one way to ensure that Americans come out of the pandemic with jobs on the other side. Um, Let's look at how a few U.S. cities have developed these partnerships in September. So the first one I want to look at is in Pittsburgh. Technically, Philly ran a story in Pittsburgh about how the growth of tech and the growth of energy, the energy field, are shaping Pittsburgh's workforce because both industries offer the opportunity for fully salaried jobs without a traditional college degree. So this article focuses on two Pittsburgh boot camps, Academy PGH and Tech Elevator, and even more importantly, on Tech Hire PGH, which is a community-supported initiative to hire local tech talent, and it's run by the mayor's office, a great example of, of workforce development. So employers come from across the Pittsburgh area, but they generally include large companies like UPMC and PNC Bank. And the article suggests that these programs create an opportunity to hire a more diverse workforce in Pittsburgh and even move the needle on college degree requirements in the hiring process. That's so awesome about Pittsburgh. Um, We also saw something similar happening in New York City. So as of early September, New York City's unemployment rate hovers at nearly 20%. And the city's Small Business Services, also known as SBS, is aiming to help COVID-impacted New Yorkers train for recession-proof careers. So the Queen's Daily Eagle reports that SBS has created Career Discovery NYC, It's an online portal that helps users learn about, prepare for, and enroll in free career training. So there's a free coding 101 course provided by Full Stack Academy. And for users who are at least 18 years old and making under $50,000 a year, um, there's also access to Code Academy for free. So SBS is working with Full Stack Academy and Code Academy to make sure that lower income New Yorkers can also access the portal and all of its offerings. 
Well, moving over to the West Coast, according to ABC 10, the city of Sacramento and the Greater Sacramento Urban League used CARES Act funding to train 40 people in either IT support or data analytics. It's called the Digital Upskill Sacramento Program, and they partnered with General Assembly and Merit America to do the training. And then participants actually get free laptops and $600 stipends per week. So that's a really great example of a public-private partnership that's addressing a need specifically in Sacramento and kind of going beyond the maybe intro classes or those like $500,000 scholarships and actually like getting at a, a real need that that students have, which is that sometimes they don't have access to the hardware and technology and sometimes they can't, you know, support themselves without a stipend. So very cool. And in the Midwest, we saw that Indiana State Reps Chris May and Steve Davison are encouraging all Hoosiers impacted by COVID to apply for 1150 Academy's tuition-free online courses um, in order to help them upskill or make a career change into tech. WBIW reports that through funding from the Federal CARES Act, 1150 Academy now offers up to 10 grand in tuition costs so people can enroll in their coding, cybersecurity, or their UX design boot camps, regardless of their employment status or education level. And those who lost jobs during the pandemic could also qualify for 100% of the tuition being covered. So that's 18 grand. That is amazing. And Dylan Trotter writes from Fox San Antonio about a new apprenticeship program that's putting people to work in tech during the pandemic. So if you are curious about what a real Department of Labor recognized apprenticeship plays out, like how that plays out in the real world, this is a perfect example. I think last month we talked about Digital Creative Institute getting approved as an apprenticeship. It's this 12-month-long program that teaches cybersecurity, data analytics, software development, and digital marketing. And in this article, they talked to the employer, a coffee company in San Antonio, that was able to hire their new marketing coordinator, Jessica Solis, through the DCI apprenticeship program. And the company says that the apprenticeship is worth it for them because that employee ends up being a loyal, hard worker. And then Jessica, the apprentice, said, uh, quote, I'm so grateful. Without the apprenticeship, I don't think I would have landed this position. I know I wouldn't have. A lot of employers were telling me that I just didn't have the experience when I tried to submit portfolios for copy and stuff I'd written. It just wasn't enough. And that was despite her degree from UT San Antonio. So all the more reason why we love apprenticeships. And it's really cool to see that one play out in the real world. And finally, to wrap up this section, Tech Republic posted an article in September about how to land a career-level tech job without a college degree. So their top three tips include enrolling in a certificate program like boot camps, launching a career in cyber because it is so high demand right now, and just making an impact in your tech job in order to set you apart and keep you moving up into better roles. Fantastic. Okay, so that's great advice. And also five different cities in September alone, San Antonio, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, New York City, and Sacramento that are creating these public-private partnerships to open up the workforce development pipeline. I can't wait to see what we hear about in October. Searching for a job after graduating from boot camp always has its difficulties, but searching for a job in 2020 poses totally unique challenges. 
The importance of networking has always been stressed in our own talks with bootcamp career advisors, and I liked how a recent built-in article also points to the importance of horizontal networking. So while most people think that networking is about connecting with those people who are at senior and manager levels, basically the roles you would like to be in someday, it's also important to connect with others who are at the same level as you because your peers will be experiencing similar professional challenges, and then you can each help each other out. Horizontal networking also has long-term benefits because as you and your peers advance to higher levels, you are then all in more influential positions to help one another out. So this built-in post also laid out some best practices for remote networking, plus some really excellent online communities to connect with. So we'll link to it in our news roundup post on the blog. And if you've been thinking about getting into the cybersecurity field, now could be the best time to do it. Computer Weekly shared that only 10% of IT professionals have the cybersecurity skills that the UK needs. Across Europe, 70% of companies have stated that they do not have appropriate cybersecurity talent, which means that there's currently a shortage of around 140,000 skilled workers. Cybersecurity professionals with knowledge of AWS, Amazon Web Services are in the highest demand right now. If you're thinking about making a career change into cybersecurity, you can check out our guide, which we will link to in the news roundup. We've got a roundup of all of the best cybersecurity boot camps and the types of jobs that are currently available in cybersecurity. I also just did a video interview with two instructors from Flatiron School who break down the differences between cybersecurity analytics and cybersecurity engineering. And not to overload you with the cybersecurity information, but in order to be a cybersecurity engineer, you have to have a foundation in networking. And we just did a really cool guide to network engineering with our friends at NextGenT. So lots to get started there. And we also saw that BrainStation contributed to a Daily Hive article this month about the five careers you can pursue after a bootcamp. Those careers include full-stack web developer, UX designer, and data analyst. So check out the article in our news roundup to learn more. As tech continues to work on diversifying its workforce, Jess and I love seeing how boot camps are actively addressing the lack of diversity in tech every month with new scholarships and mentorship opportunities. So we want to highlight a few of our favorites now. So in Cleveland, Tech Elevator is bridging the tech gap by investing $1 million into its Represent Tech Scholarship. And this scholarship is aimed at those who are underrepresented in the current tech industry, and it covers 85% of the tuition costs. The Valdosta Daily Times reported that Optimizely and Galvanize are now offering four full-ride scholarships plus paid internships to those who identify as women, are people of color, are part of the LGBTQ or disability communities, or are a military veteran. So scholarship recipients will complete the Hack Reactor Software Engineering Immersive, and then they get a three-month paid internship at Optimizely. That scholarship includes career services through Galvanize and mentorship through Optimizely. Plus, that scholarship is still accepting applications. So you have until October 18th to submit your application. I love that that partnership that's really thinks about the student's entire kind of, you know, life from learning to code to actually getting that job. Yeah, it's an awesome opportunity. Definitely apply if you've been looking for something like this. 
And speaking of applications, if you are a bootcamp grad currently on the job search and from an underrepresented group in tech, you may want to check out Best Buy and Cisco's job boards. So Bloomberg reports that Cisco is committed to increasing the company's workforce of Black people by 25% by 2023 and its entry level in manager positions. And according to Star Tribune, Best Buy now says that 30% of its 1,000 new tech hires will be people of color or women. So Best Buy has also announced that a $3 million scholarship fund is in partnership with the United Negro College Fund and another scholarship for students of the Carlson School of Management at the University of Minnesota. Um, Best Buy runs a network of teen tech centers, and it's now aiming to further develop these centers to include programs for career changers. So it sounds like almost their own little Best Buy coding bootcamp. So we'll see what that looks like soon. Well, it is a new school year. So of course, we saw plenty of news from new bootcamps that are opening up. Yeah, so we saw that Southern New Hampshire University launched a remote cybersecurity bootcamp in partnership with Cybent. This bootcamp is actually aimed at refugee and displaced learners abroad who have no IT experience with the hopes that this training will help them break into a high demand field. Full Stack Academy was very busy this fall, opening up new online cybersecurity and coding boot camps at the University of Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, and Emory University. This month, we saw that Emerson College launched its new part-time data analytics boot camp in partnership with 2U. And we also saw that Noodle Partners has partnered with Strategic Education in order to provide employers with a seamless approach to administering tuition assistance benefits. So using the Workforce Edge Employee Education Management Platform, employees can connect with online undergraduate and graduate programs in Noodle's network of public and private universities and the affordable programs within Strategic Education's portfolio. So Workforce Edge also allows employers to disperse tuition assistance benefits for employees and to better understand their spend and return on investment. That's really cool because the programs under strategic education are like Dev Mountain, Hackbright Academy. So that's a really nice kind of pathway for employees to get into those programs. And finally, we were so excited to see that Sabio in LA has partnered with National University to offer a coding bootcamp professional development program. That is going to be a full stack web development program. And it's extra special because it's one of the very few university bootcamps that offers college credit to program graduates. It's super, super cool. We're, we're really stoked about this and can't wait to see it open up for applications soon. This month, Jess mostly added 14 boot camps to our school directory on course report. So Jess, do you want to kick that off and let us know about the new school's Yeah, it was quite a busy month um, adding all of those boot camps to our school directory here on Course Report. And quite a few of those new listings were actually for data science boot camps. So we added NOD, which is a data analytics boot camp in Stockholm, Sweden, and Fourth Brain, which is an online machine learning boot camp. And then we also added the online data science boot camps. So there's Fireblaze AI School, Jedha. Emerson College Data Analytics Bootcamp, and Dallas Data Science Academy. 
We also added digital skills boot camps for uh, San Diego State University, New Jersey Institute of Technology, and Loyola University. And all of those boot camps are run by HackerU. We also added Code Academy Berlin, which offers data science and web development tracks. And you can now find the Austrian web development bootcamp up-leveled and the online digital full-stack development bootcamps in our listings. Amagi Academy, which offers software development, DevOps, and data science boot camps, is now in our listings. And we also added UX Pro Academy, which offers online user design training for total beginners. So welcome to those 14 schools. Uh, and if you're an alum from any of those schools, you can now leave a review of your experience to help future boot campers with their decision. All right. Well, to wrap up, Jess, let's talk about our favorite pieces that we worked on and published on the Core Support blog in September. Jess, what was your favorite? It was a busy month and we had so many great pieces on the blog. Um, I actually got to speak with a few former teachers this month who made a career change into tech. Um, Learning Fuse Bootcamp grad James was a history teacher and since completing the Learning Fuse Bootcamp was able to land his first job as a remote software engineer. James says that, quote, Teachers who are considering a career change should know that the skill set transfers well. Most teachers are hardworking, and when it comes to programming, it's about the work and dedication that you put into it. Especially during this crazy time, teaching roles may be shrinking, and if any teachers were ever considering a role in technology, now is a good time, end quote. So if you're a teacher considering a career change, definitely check out that piece for more advice from someone who has actually recently done it. And Liz, what was your favorite piece this month? Well, I got to publish so many great video pieces this September. So check out our YouTube if you want to watch them all. But one of my favorites was with Kim Fessel, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite data science experts. She's a PhD and an instructor at Metis. And maybe you remember her from our video about math that you need to know for data science. We did that one last year. But Kim just explains topics so clearly. And this month we did a webinar about how Python is used for data science. She really goes in deep for beginners, a lot of her favorite resources, and she even like walks us through a little Python uh, problem that you might see in the Metis application. So if you're starting to think about learning Python or, you know, starting a career in data science, this is the perfect place to start. And that does it for our September podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the October Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Yes, and we love feedback. So, of course, email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening to this podcast and subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving us a review. We'll see you in October. Bye. See you in October. <laughs>